Welcome to another episode of Appalachian Shine, the official podcast for the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement. This is J.C. Swinegruber, your host, and today I'm joined uh, by Nick DeFord uh, of or from the uh, Aramont School of Arts and Crafts in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Uh, Nick, appreciate you joining the program today. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, a little bit about what Aramont does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm based in Knoxville, Tennessee. I am, of course, an arts administrator. I'm the program director at Aramont School of Arts and Crafts, which means that I am oversee the department that makes sure that all of our art educational programs are running smoothly, both on and off campus. And I work with a great uh, team of staff members, of course, across campus to make sure people have good experiences. I myself am a native Tennessean. I was born in Knoxville, left for a little while, came back, um, so I've lived most of my life in East Tennessee and I've worked at Aramont now for, oh man, almost, um, almost, I, I, I can't do the math in my head. Nine years, I think is, is, is the number. So I started in 2012. So yeah, nine years coming on nine years. Well, congratulations. It's a long time, uh, with uh, one employer. I mean, you know, in general, no matter what you work at. But being able to work in uh, in the arts and the crafts like that is uh, it's probably a blessing to be able to, to be there that long, and hopefully you're looking forward to many more you know years there uh, at Aramont. Um, tell us a little bit about what Aramont does as far as arts and crafts and those programs, and what kind of students that uh, that you're tailored to. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think when talking about Aramont's programs, it probably <clears throat> helps to. Most people around the country, when you talk about Aramont School of Arts and Crafts, they know us through our national workshops. We offer typically between 15 and 17 weeks of national workshops every year. And when I say national, I mean we have them on campus in Sevier County, but we are inviting uh, instructors from around the country to come and teach those classes. And of course, the students themselves come around from around the country uh, to take those classes. They're usually a weekend duration, although we do have some weekend and two-week classes. Um, and even though we're inviting instructors and students from around the country, a lot of the classes that we offer are based in historical crafts from the region. So wood turning, pottery, weaving, uh, but we also do contemporary crafts as well. We bring all of that, of course, into what's happening now in, in, in the world of arts and crafts. So we have alternate materials and and mixing things together and performance even uh, when it comes up. So okay. I think most people know Aramont for those national workshops, but I think what a lot of people don't know is that we have a lot of community-based programs and regional-based programs. So we have uh, three galleries on campus uh, that uh, our gallery manager oversees to bring in national exhibitions of craft shows to, to the area. But we also do a lot of community-based art education programs, which include um, going out into the region and, and, and increasing awareness of Appalachian his, historical Appalachian techniques. That's one thing I wanted to ask you about. Over the last handful of years, and probably especially since the pandemic started, have you seen or noticed a resurgence in just the general interest of the, the population at large wanting to learn these, these, these old techniques and old arts and crafts here in Appalachia? Yeah, that's a really good question, and it's it's completely true. Like anecdotally, I, I I was talking to some ceramicists who were mentioning that the be, being able to order um, sort of a new 
throwing uh, wheel, throwing wheel to be able to throw pottery from a particular company was back ordered like three months. And then okay. I've heard the same for spinning wheels. Spinning wheels, some <clears throat> spinning wheels production companies are back ordered because I think people realize, well, you know, we have, of course, a lot of constituents that want to come to Aeromonte classes and they couldn't do that in 2020. We were, we were, we canceled all of our programs because of the pandemic. So people are, are finding out that they can do that in their homes. Uh, spinning on a wheel, for instance, you know, spinning thread on a wheel could be done in your living room. Maybe a pottery wheel, probably not good for your living room, or maybe uh, turning wood on a lathe. But people are finding out, oh, I can find this equipment used online. I can find this stuff and set up my home studio, which from Aeromont's perspective, we love. Because we don't want people to come to Aeromont to take a class just so that they never do it again. We want them to come, take that knowledge, take it back home, and be able to, to take it to their community and be able to continue to weave, to be able to continue to spin or throw or turn on a lathe and continue that practice. So I think that the pandemic, you know, in, in, in all of the terrible, terrible things that it's brought with it, a silver lining is that people are, are, are thinking about, well, how much resources can I have in my own home? And and I think that's going to make for a place like Aeromont something really special when people can then say, now I need to learn that next step. You know, I need to learn that next process on the wheel or the next weaving technique, yeah. and we'll come and do that. I've noticed um, one thing here just being in Tazewell County, Virginia, that we've seen um, people that were mostly urban, you know, people from New York that are moving back to counties like Sevier County and, and uh, Washington County and Tazewell County, anywhere where they can work from home and have broadband, because one of the things um, during the pandemic they wanted to do was get closer to nature, get closer to kind of the the old way of living, and have kind of embraced a lot of the old Appalachian arts, crafts, weaving, canning, um, kind of hiking, just kind of getting anything back, you know, close to the land. And I mean, that's kind of right up probably Aramont's Alley and our alley here in Central Appalachia in general. Um, do you how many uh, students do you have at one time, and do you are they all from this area, or do you have them from urban areas that come in to learn? Yeah, definitely. So when we're doing our national workshops or in-person workshops, we typically do have people from all around the country, all around the world, actually, come to take classes at Aeromont. Um, you'll have to forgive me. My cat is in the room, and I don't know <laughs> if she'll be disruptive during the podcast. Probably not, um, but uh, she's wandering around. Um, yeah, they come from everywhere. Uh, and, and a lot of it is, of course, the, I think the region. You know, one of the fortunate things about where Aeromont's located is we're nestled right next to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. So I think that's really a boon for people who come to our campus. Um, but, you know, like you mentioned, during this pandemic, one of the things that I hope we can do is reach out to more people than people who don't know that we exist um, from all around the country and world. People who can listen to the, the, this podcast or any podcast, because I think if, if in, in any case people are absorbing more online content, they're looking for those things. And so that when we're able to reopen and be, be together again, it's going to make those experiences all the more special. Now, the website that people can find Aramont is aramont.org. And right. uh, there's so much information on there. And uh, you actually have information about your students and resident students. Um, you have a podcast also. How can people listen to your podcast? Yeah, they can find that on our website as well. If people go to our website, I think we're kind of putting all of our um, – 
virtual online content that we can do right now that most of it is all free. It's on the Aeromont connections. It's a, it's a, it's a button that you can hit too, right? When you get on the, on the front of the webpage, but I also want, and we we're trying to do virtual exhibitions too. We just put up our 20th uh, annual or biennial Sevier County juried exhibition, which gives an opportunity to Sevier County artists to exhibit their work. And because of the pandemic, we actually installed the show in person and we have uh, the ability for people to make appointments to see the show, but we knew that most people couldn't see it. So we put that exhibition online, and you can find that on our website. And that is actually something that's really great because we're able to also put all the works for sale online. So we're able now to be able to reach an audience that before we didn't, we weren't able to. Somebody in California, for example, could jump on, buy a piece from a Sevier County craft artist, and we'll ship it to them. Um, so you can find all that stuff right on the head on, on sort of the front page of Aramont.org. And I really want to also bring up, because I know we talked a little bit about it by email, JC, but we have a really kind of special, unique program just that focuses on the Apple uh, Central Appalachian region. Right. Yeah. And you can find that if you <clears throat> click the About button on our website and then click Appalachian Craft. And it talks about a couple of different programmatic initiatives that we started several years ago with the help of a major grant. And, and through this grant, a grant that we're looking to renew so that we can continue it maybe into the future in perpetuity, is is centrally, is really kind of focusing on central Appalachia and really getting, instead of bringing people to Aramon's campus in Sevier County, a lot of it's looking at, well, how can we also reach out to educators, to schools? to people in the region who who would like to learn more about this this craft. Yeah, I, I was very interested in that because that was one of the first things I noticed. I have a, a sister who's a school teacher uh, over okay. in Washington County, Virginia. And um, yeah, I was kind of thought, yeah, I thought, well, how interesting if you can reach out to school teachers. And I noticed you had the various different counties where you were taking school teachers from. How would a teacher, if they're interested in finding out, I think it was called Legacy was the name of the program. Correct. How do they yeah. how do they uh, enroll in this and become you know, or, or research this and get into this? Yeah. So again, if you go to the website and you go to the about and click on Appalachian Craft, it'll tell you about all three of our programs, which are which are Legacy. Legacy is a week that's just for Central Appalachian K through twelve educators to come to Aramont and basically have an Aramont experience, have that one week workshop. And I say, and it's not just K through twelve art teachers too; it's all educators, and that's really what's made this special. We had our very first one in 2019. We're super excited to have the second one in, two, in 2020 and, again, was kind of forced to cancel it. So we're kind of excited to get that program back online um, and, and really bringing in English teachers, math teachers, um, uh, social studies teachers to learn art. It's been was an incredibly rewarding experience and something that we're looking to continue. We do have a 2021 week planned, and people can apply for that. It is fully funded again so it is a completely free opportunity except for getting here basically yeah. uh, for a teacher uh, all they have to do is apply because it is free it is an application and we can't i think the first year we had 80 spots but about 170 applications wow. so we ask people to be patient and we ask people that we we hope to con we, we plan on continuing this in, uh -huh. in the future and so even if they don't get accepted one year especially this year where we are greatly reducing our capacity for safety and for social distancing 
keep applying because we're still going to be here doing that program for the next several years. Is it a week-long program that they're there or is it just uh... – It is. Okay. Yeah, it's a week-long. They live on campus. They they, work, they get to work in a studio and get to learn a technique that's inspired by Appalachian. Not all of them are necessarily traditional Appalachian techniques, but even the more contemporary techniques are inspired by the history of the region. Now, how many students do you have on campus? At any, is, it, is it like a traditional college quarter by quarter or semester by semester? Oh, no, we're just week to week, actually. It, you know, oh. the best way, and we, sometimes I hesitate to call it this, but I think the easiest way that, that sometimes we can get across what we do is we're kind of like art camp for adults, right? So people come for a week and then they leave. Everybody, except for the staff. Uh, all the people who make the things work behind the scenes, we're still there all the time. But the instructors come in for a week, the students come in for a week, and they come in on Sunday and they leave on Friday. And we do the whole thing over again the following week. We do have dormitories on campus. We have both cottages and dorms. So we're able to house our students and instructors on campus. Uh, but, of course, we're located in downtown Gatlinburg. So if somebody wanted to stay in a hotel where we have a lot of local students come, that's fine, too. You don't have to stay on campus. But, you know, you start class on Sunday and you wrap up on Friday. So it's the same for Legacy. They come in um, and they get all the orientation. They get all the introduction on Sunday. They start working in the studios Monday morning, really, and are able to wrap up um, by Friday afternoon. Now, how beneficial is it being there in East Tennessee? For Aramont in general or for the students who come in? Aramont in general. I mean, it's our history, right? Uh, Aramont began as a settlement school from the Pi Beta Phi uh, Fraternity for Women. And that was in, oh, man, I'm going to flub up the dates. I know I am. Uh, two, uh, 1912 or 1914, one of those two dates. Uh, so in the early 1900s, Pi Beta Phi came in and started a settlement school, which really brought um, education and health care to the region. So those same 14 acres that, uh, that we consider Aramont now began as basically an educational settlement school. So for us, as always been brought up, Aramont was actually, the, the beginnings of Aramont, at least, was there on that property before Gatlinburg was even a town. So Gatlinburg actually grew up around the site that Aramont is on now. Okay. Yeah, now which part of downtown is it located at? I mean, for those who vacation there, go there a lot. I think people would be surprised. We are right in the middle of downtown. We are across the street from the Ripley's Aquarium. So as you pull into town okay. and you see Ripley's Aquarium, if you just turn around, if you're standing at the front of Ripley's Aquarium, turn around and you say, what's all that? Pro what are those houses over there across the street on the hill? That's us. Um, and so we are centrally located. And I think that's one of the reasons people miss us because we're, you know, we're, we're in a little bubble, you know, because our students are there working. A lot of times when our students are there, they don't even leave campus. And so a lot of the times, again, I'll use myself as an example. I grew up in Knoxville. I became interested in arts and crafts during my college education. And I grew up going to Gatlinburg, never knew Aramont was there until about my third year of college at UT. So a lot, it is a kind of a hidden sort of a, a treasure. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, in, we're right in the thick of it. Okay, because actually it's funny you say because I've actually stood there at Ripley's and like, what, what is that over there and never knew myself? Absolutely. No, it's, it's a common, it's a common story. And I, I tell that to look as I have worked now, like I mentioned at Aeromont for many years, I still have friends and acquaintances here in Knoxville. And I tell them, you know, I work in Gatlinburg and I tell them I work at Aeromont and they don't know where it's at. 
Yeah, but it's a yeah. It's, I guess it's, it'd probably be very beneficial to a lot of people driving there. It's like a little mini vacation while they're you know taking classes. You know, yeah, you have a lot of students who definitely take advantage of the national park being there. I think that's really kind of a special a special thing that we're we're we're, we're situated next to. So. Now, do you ever do it as far as uh, any of your classes? Do you ever kind of go outside into the park and do conduct any of these? Absolutely. I think that's some of our, our, our most treasure classes. We try to do uh, plein air painting classes at least once or twice a year where the either a watercolor class or maybe it's an oil painting class. They're able to go into the park. But, you know, even besides that, we just have a lot of classes that take advantage of the inspiration that the parks that the park gives. So even if it's a metal working class or definitely a woodworking class, I think a lot of students take advantage of taking a hike and bringing that inspiration back into the studio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a writer myself, I mean, just setting out in nature like that can be incredibly inspirational to come up with any, any number of ideas, much less, you know, I, I I've been there and seen people with easels set up and painting and just, you know, enjoying people, um, you kind of enjoying the arts, you know, now, as far as, um, some of the outreach, uh, what, what's the schedule like for this year, for the coming months? Yeah, of course. So I think for one of the biggest outreach programs that we were able to continue during the pandemic is what is called our Art Reach on the Road. So Aramont's been doing a program called Art Reach many years now that invites Sevier County schools to come to campus and K through 12 students be able to work. Well, actually, more like uh, fourth grade through 12th grade students are able to work in the same studios that we host national workshops in. Uh, like I mentioned, it was, it was for a long time, uh, focused on Sevier County, bringing in those local schools. But part of this grant that we were able to get sort of broaden our reach to regional Appalachia has enabled us to do the Art Reach on the Road program, which allows for us to go to communities in North Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia, Virginia, and Ohio, and go to local art centers there and be able to offer that same Art Reach program but kind of on location uh somewhere else using and 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 um the the local facilities but also really uh relying on the local artisans to teach the craft the craft classes that we want to teach um so we teach like woodworking clay needle craft basketry those types of things this past year presented a problem which is a lot of schools weren't even if, if schools were in session at all they weren't allowing um, field trips and we really couldn't travel and get instructors to go to those places. So we were able to adapt that program to a uh, virtual art reach on the road, which our, um, youth education program manager, Kelly Hyder worked really hard to develop videos and then kits that we then delivered to the schools in those counties. Okay. And so that they could be in the school, open up their kit and watch a video online and still get that art reach experience. So we're really proud of that. And we're going to continue. We just delivered uh, a bunch of boxes uh, to places in West Virginia and Ohio, I think just this week. So we're still continuing the art reach on, uh, on the, the virtual aspect of art reach on the road. And I think we will, even after the pandemic, if this is the best way that we can reach a community, I think we'll continue that. But we're re we are looking forward to getting back to in-person art reach on the road, getting out in the community and having bringing people together in, 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 in a classroom. Yeah. I think a lot of people are really missing uh, hands-on experiences before the world kind of went crazy like this. Um, anything planned coming up in the, in the Bristol Abingdon area or Asheville, North Carolina? 
Oh, that's a great question. You know, I think, again, we have worked before, and I think we've worked really closely with, um, as I mentioned, the, the William King Museum, um, as we begin to think about ways that we can partner. Um, with Asheville, you know, I, Asheville's just right over the mountains from us. So a lot of the times we have a lot of students and instructors that come from Asheville. I would say definitely check out our website to see that the classes that we do have upcoming, that a lot of them are Asheville artists. Um, and we also like to just sort of keep in touch with our, of course, our, um, our, our sort of relative school over the mountains in North Carolina, Penland yeah. School of Craft. We like to stay in touch with them and, and, and sort of relate with them as well. All right. I certainly appreciate it. With uh, Nick DeFord from Aramont again. Uh, Nick, what's coming up on your podcast? Uh, any, any particular topics coming up? Yeah, so we started a podcast this this past winter as well. Um, it's something that's we kind of been talking about for a long time, and then we just kind of started it. And it's basically me um, interviewing. Uh, so far, it's just been artists that have have, have come through Aramont in, in in different ways, either as instructors or facilitators. Uh, I think eventually that's a, a, a rich topic to explore and so i think for the next several months that's what we have but we eventually want to be able to add other guests to our podcast so our staff members uh educational assistants that come through aeromont and our artists in residence as well so it's okay. just basically a conversation about art i would say anybody who wants to uh connect back to hearing artists uh talk about their work and their creative process that's the podcast for you um so again it's on aeromont.org uh is it also on itunes can people get it on their uh with Spotify and iTunes on their yes. smartphones. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm such a bad podcast host from not <laughs> saying all the things I'm supposed to say about how to get the podcast. But I believe, yes, it is available on Spotify and iTunes. And I'm going to pull it up right now and tell everybody what it's on. Uh, but at least on Spotify and and iTunes. And all people have to do is search for Aramon Podcast because uh, I, I keep making the same joke, but we – we're trying to come up with clever names for it, and we realize that oh, I think everybody's just going to call it the Aramon Podcast. So all you have to do is search for Aramon Podcast, and it'll come up. But it is available on our website, so you can just listen to it on our website if you don't have a preferred player. But it's also avail available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple. All right, and make sure you hit the subscribe button, folks, and uh, be sure and leave it a, a ranking as well. So. Yeah, I mean, podcasting is fun. It's a great way of getting information out, and it's a it's a great way for people to get to know you and your mission and and, and everything that's going on there at Aramont. And uh, yeah, we certainly wish you guys well, and looking forward to. Hopefully, we'll bump into each other out in the community at some place in the Central Appalachian uh, area here, where we're all where we all live. And uh, and uh, you know, not to take a shot here, but let's see how UT does in football next year. Hopefully. College football is so much better when UT is good, um, especially here in this region, uh, here uh, and Virginia Tech as well. Rough times these days, but <laughs> we'll get back there, I guess. Yeah, definitely looking forward to connecting in person. Yeah. We can all be safe together uh, in person. Yeah. Hey, Nick, thanks again for uh, joining us here on Appalachian Channel. We certainly do appreciate it. And, folks, also, we're if you're listening to us on Podbean, we're also on Spotify and iTunes. Make sure you hit subscribe. And uh, check out their programs at aeromont.org. Hey, Nick, thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. And, folks, we'll see you on down the road.